Hey, everybody. Happy to have you with us for the chat today. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. Once again this week, my guest is my good friend, my pastor, uh, Pastor Ron Allen of Living Hope Church. Pastor Ron, good afternoon again, sir. Good afternoon, Dwight. So good to be here. Wow, we had a great conversation the last time we were together. We talked about Ron Allen as uh, as because I I've grew up that way myself, project kid, yep. uh, who who had very little exposure to church and spiritual matters all the way between age four or five. Although you you did have a father who, as you mentioned, was a member of the Church of Christ, and your a mom had a Pentecostal background, so that made some interesting <laughs> discussions at, at, at supper time, I imagine. But but you learned you got some things inside you even even at that, uh, and then you went through season where uh, it was like you couldn't get away from the Holy Spirit. I mean, if you flip the TV, there'd be a minister, somebody'd be witness to you. Finally, in your own home, you said, here I am, God, take my life, and you gave it to him. Started going to church, uh, Westview Baptist Church, got involved in the Sunday school class, then up to uh, Basil Phillips Church. Uh, what's the name of the church up there? Victor Christian Center. Victor, associate <laughs> pastor. And then then you begin to, uh, and then Cooper Christian Fellowship, where you're involved in music. In the, in the years, in the interim years, uh, in a bar band where you learned music skills, which God used, you joined the fire department, learning leadership skills. But you, as we started talking about last week, you knew that there was, you knew that there was this, you knew there was more. You knew that yeah. you, and, and I like what you said last time we visited Pastor Ron, the last two or three years that you were the fire department, you loved the fire department, you loved the ministry, but it was more than just, both of them were not just jobs, they were lifestyles. Right. And there was a, there was a, for lack of a better term, there was a spiritual restlessness in you. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Well, you know, what I've discovered is, for example, people want to accomplish things. That's natural. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, this wasn't like me trying to push a spaghetti noodle. It was like me pulling a spaghetti noodle. You know, like if you try to force those issues, like people sometimes say, well, you know, I want to go into business. Unless you're very, 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 very wealthy, the business should be something that's birthed out of who you are, yeah. what you do, what you love, what you like. You just don't go out and borrow money and start a business. It's like something you don't know anything about. It's like if it's birthed out of who you are, then, you know, even in those years I was in the band, I was in the bar band. You know, I had several older folks with me, not too, too much older, but they called me at that point. Father Ron. That's Father what they, Ron. That's what they nicknamed Even in the bar band. In the bar band, they call me Father, because I was always watching out for him. You know, I was always trying to get him not to drink and drive and do all that stuff. But, but anyway, that was, you know, this pastoral calling has been in my life, but as I, I didn't know it at the time. I didn't have a clue. But as I look back, I can see how God used intricate steps in my life. You know, he gave me a great wife, a, a great homemaker, a great she told, she's told me a hundred times, I never married a pastor. I didn't intend on marrying a pastor. I didn't want to marry a pastor. <laughs> and you didn't want to be one. Yeah, right. <laughs> and she, but she's, a, she's a great pastor's wife. You know, it's amazing how Beth is able to do social functions and things with people and, and just order things correctly. But, you know, not we know everybody's not called to be a pastor. I'm not called to be a business executive. I'm called to be a pastor. So do what your calling is. But as I was working there at the fire department, Dwight, I began to get this unrest and like i said i love the fire department i was so thankful to have such a good job and so many good friends there and just a just a good it's, it's I, we, this city is blessed that's all i can say how I, long were you there at the fire department i was there 12 years yeah and um but uh you know it's just like i knew that i couldn't fit both of those together i couldn't it's like the ministry you know of course at the fire department you have to work every third sunday and 
And it was like, you know, every third Sunday there was kind of a deal there that I had to miss church or take time to be at church. So the church that I was with, Cooper Christian Fellowship at that time, offered me a full-time position. And, man, what a challenge it was to leave that security of the fire department, even though I knew I was supposed to. Park uh, right there, Pastor yeah. because that was, you know, but that was, I mean, you could have been, I mean, City of Cookville Fire Department, you were obviously doing a good job. You'd been there a long time. You could have stayed there. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could stay there, and you could have you could have worked. You could have retired there. I know a little bit about the benefits yeah. there. I mean, you could add a pension there. You get a yeah. retirement there. Your income had obviously grown there. But this is in your heart to do. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and you obviously did the right thing. But that, and now you look back on it, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you did the right thing. But it had to be. I, I, my sense is we may be listening to uh, talking to people now who God's put something in their heart, but they're they're just nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Talk about that decision. Well, the timing was right. You know, it was like it was like it came into fullness. Like I said, I had worked on my degree. Uh, I'd been there twelve years. Uh, it wasn't the most comfortable thing because you know uh, having a, a job at the fire department and really a career there. Is 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 nice. It's like you said, all the benefits there. I was going into a job that wasn't very in the ministry. Not sure about the benefits. Not sure really what course it was going to take. But um, looking back from a heart level, you know you did the right thing, even though it might make you uncomfortable in the natural. Uh, but uh, you know, we made that choice. We made that step. Beth and I prayed about it. We thought about it a lot, uh, and it worked out to be very good very good decision for us do you remember do you remember the day or the time or the night you went into the chief as a chief i need to talk to you how much do you remember about that conversation well, you know it's so funny what i think they all kind of knew it was wow. like it's like uh they all they all they were such good people i mean uh they worked with me things special events would be at the church and the chief would let me take some time off to go there and you know um it, even at times he let me take a radio up there and so i could get back to the fire hall if i needed to but but, you know, it was just like they all kind of sensed that. They knew that. They knew that there was a calling on my life to be in the ministry. And, you know, that's another good thing, Dwight. If you have a, a direction, people will bear witness with that. Yeah. You know, don't just go just because you've got a dream. Slow down. Let that dream be become sealed, if you would, by the Holy Spirit and by God's people and let God's people bear witness with the thing, whatever. And in the multitude of counsel, there's safety. You know, I can't I can't tell you how much Chief Shelton at that time was he was such a counselor to me, such a mentor to me, such a witness to me. And and, you know, he was a deacon at his church and he understood some things about the ministry, but he also understood the responsibilities of the job. He was the chief and he knew I had responsibilities there. And so but like I said, it's just it's just there's so many factors there that you look back on it and you can see how God's hand was orchestrating things. But I was cooperating with him as well. And his timing, his pace, yep. not a sense of urgency, but no one in that direction. Yep. And so when the time comes that you go to have the conversation, they really weren't shocked about it. No. And you and you knew that uh, even though there was some uncertainty out there, you know, you didn't know a lot of things you didn't know, but you did know in your heart of hearts it was time to take yep. that step. Mm-hmm. And you took it. Yep. And, uh, and, you know, we're going to come back uh, for another segment. We're going to talk about what happened after you took that step and, and how, how your life and ministry has gone since then. Uh-huh. We're so uh, happy to have you with us today. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. This is The Chat. I'm talking with my friend, my pastor, Ron Allen of Living Hope Church. You stay with us. We're back with more. 
in just a moment. We're back on the chat. Pastor Ron Allen of Living Hope Church is my guest, and we, we've got to the part in your story, Pastor Ron, where uh, you've, you've accepted Christ, you've been involved in ministry in two or three places, working at the fire department, but there came a point in time where you had to, it felt like you needed to make a decision, uh, a restlessness. And, we, you know, we've, we've, we've all, um, you know, I, I remember those times. It doesn't happen every day. It doesn't happen every year. No. But there's so from time to time in your life, there's a stirring. Mm-hmm. And I can think about three or four times in my life where there's a, and you know, you don't know totally what the future is going to look like, but you know it's time to make a step. Mm-hmm. You know it's time to do something. I know as, as I some years ago entered into the chaplaincy of hospice, I, I knew. Yeah, yeah, I just knew that I knew it was time to do that, even though there's and – you, and you knew that. So you leave the fire department, and you mentioned that you – now you enter into what we would call, even though we're all ministers of reconciliation, we all have a ministry to do, we call the full-time ministry. What was your first position there? Well, I was, uh, you know, I'd been the worship leader, praise over the music, but I took on more of a role of worship leader slash associate pastor at that point and uh, was that at that church for four years. And, man, it was just great. I mean, full time for four years. I was there a total for tw- of 12 years and then uh, went to Victor Christian Center in Monterey for about a year. I actually went, went, went to Trinity Assembly for a while with Pastor Eddie Turner and He's always been a mentor of mine, and then Pastor Bowser Phillips was a mentor of mine. All of these men, Dwight, is, by the way, Pastor Eddie Turner, Pastor Basil Phillips, um, Pastor Ed Malone, and Dr. Jim Richards, who, who graduated this Bible school, were all advisory board on our for our ministry when we began having full-time services. And so, living hope. Yeah, and they so they all, you know, there there's another factor there that needs to be brought in. It's like, People bore witness. There was a witness with other people of what I was doing. Like, you know, uh, and so that was always good that people saw that. They encouraged me. They they uh, blessed us and helped us with it. But that step, stepping over into that, you know, was was the best decision of, of our lives. I mean, it, it like I said, it hasn't always been easy. That, you know, it sounds, talking about it, you can make it sound like there's not been very many tests or trials, but without having to go into all of those, yeah. uh, there's a lot of tests and trials. But once you know in your heart that this is your this is your purpose, your destiny, it's like the tests and trials are just things that you go through as you go on your journey. And so we were up uh, at Monterey for about a year and um, felt led in our hearts. We just felt led to start a Bible study in Cookville. You know, we, we didn't have, there was no one committed to come there was nobody. We had a few people that said they would come, and, and we let a few people know we were going to start this Bible study. So we started it in February. Of and this 19, is why you're still at Monterey? Yes, 1995. Okay. And uh, and so we started on a Thursday night, and it snowed that first night, and nobody came, not a soul. So here you are. You know, you, 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 you prayed about this. You prayed through this. You you said a dime, you said a and here comes the snow. <laughs> did you say, "Oh Lord, we missed it"? <laughs> and I mean, you know, and, and so did you and your family, right? Yeah, we just went ahead and had it. I yeah, mean, I got had, I had, got uh, Beth and the girls in there, and were all three of your daughters born? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And I said, uh, I said, and they were, you know, eight nine years old. And so I said, uh, "Come on in, we're just going to go ahead and have the Bible study." And so we had that Bible study that night, and Dwight, it just continued to grow every week. More people came and. The living room got full, and so everybody that was coming to the living room at that point, they were really hungry and desiring to have Sunday morning services. They wanted to do that. So 
I, I talked to Pastor Basil in Monterey and told him that he was in agreement. He said, yeah, you know, I knew this was coming. I feel like it's right for you. So on July 2nd of 1995, we started Sunday morning services in our garage. and uh, So you started in the living room yeah, with nobody except right, your family. Right. And you got to, it bursted at the seams, and then yeah. you had to move to the garage. We moved to the garage. Beth was our first children's pastor. Beth and the girls took all the children out on our porch while the church was meeting in the garage. I led the worship and, and taught. And, uh, and, and so, you cleaned the garage after yeah, it was over. Cleaned the garage. <laughs> then we got kind of concerned about parking. You know, people in our, you know, any neighborhood doesn't want a lot of people parking, but our driveway was full. The alley by our house was full. But, so we we thought we would find a place, and so we found um, the basement of the Veterans Building there behind the fire department. And, oh, uh, and yeah, it's a right public on spring. Yeah, right on spring. It's a place that you public can rent. I don't know who has it rented now, but we leased it for a year. And uh, now was that you talk about? Can there was that? Obviously, they, when you say lease, that means they charge you some yes, money. Yes, that's okay. a big step. I mean, so I mean, obviously, now you know you probably gave them the garage for free. Yeah, oh yeah, living room for free. <laughs> but now we're getting into here's another step. And my yes. point is, you've stepped out, you've made the fire department decision, you've stepped out, and now you've got you've got bills to pay every month. Yeah. And so that's that's really scary. You know that uh, that could have been that. It was at least for four hundred dollars a month, and in nineteen ninety five, obviously to me that could have been four thousand a month. I, I mean, was it was so big. But you know, God met that need, and we were there for eight around eight months, and around the seventh month, Joe Wilmoth, the businessman here in town, contacted me and said, "Ron, I've got a building that I had built for a church, and it's got an auditorium, children's church, kitchen, reception area, stage, sound system, sound parts of a sound system." He said, and he said. Uh, he said, would you be interested? I said, well, Joe, I said, you know, we've got four months on this lease. I said, obviously, we'd be interested. He said, we'll go over and look at it. So we took a crew, a part of our group over there one Sunday afternoon. Everybody loved it. They wanted it. So I called Joe back. I said, Joe, we love it, but we can't afford it. I said, I've got four more months on this lease, and I'm not going to back out. I'm not going to just leave these people hanging. And so he said, well, he said, come on over here. We'll give you that four months free. And so he and I said, well, Joe, even if you gave us that four months free, we can't we can't afford it. He said, he said, well, what can you pay? You know, what can you? I said, well, I said, we'll stretch it. I said, Let's, we'll go seven hundred the first year. I said, and he's wanting a three year lease. I said, we go twelve hundred the third year and fifteen hundred the twelve hundred second and fifteen the third. And so that that worked out so great for us, Dwight. It was over here on Short Street next door to Stephen Street Baptist Church. And, right off Willow. Yeah, and we made great friends there and had those, our, 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 our Pastor Jimmy Arms and all those folks. But And we were in that place for six years, and, and the church just continued to grow. It is, over the 25 years, it's just continued to steadily grow. Wow. So 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 now we move from free to four hundred <laughs> to seven hundred and then and then escalate. And here you're taking these steps. Oh gosh. All along of faith and it, uh Exactly. And 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 but is is it amazing that the people, oh. the resources, the wisdom, the teaching, everything shows up when it needs to. Yeah. It just shows up when mm-hmm. it needs to, and here's this man Joe Wilma shows up, who's who's a great Christian, great man yeah. of God, a great businessman, yeah. 
developed all the Burger Kings in this area and some other things, you know, and there they were. And so you took the next step. But it's about learning to trust God. It yes. It's about learning to trust God. So we're, when we come back, we're going to talk about the next step in the journey <laughs> and, and how it continues to go and how it continues to grow. Hey, we're glad you're with us. This is The Chat. Stay with us for more. Pastor Ron Allen is our guest on the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. So, so we've we started we've we've started in the living room. We moved yeah. to the garage. <laughs> we rented a place in the veterans building. We grew there. Found another place over on Short Street. More money, but more space. But God, one step at a time. Enjoying every and not without you know you're pastoring now. I mean, this is what you're doing. Yep. And you've left the fire department. And uh, and you're and you're out there. Yeah, preparing those sermons, and messages every two times a week. You know, it's, it's that's good. right. Yeah. And uh, and so you're, and but 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 isn't it good? I mean, it's just it it's good to serve as I said earlier, an all knowing God. Yeah. And, and and you know, the older we get, Pastor Ron, we look back over our shoulder when another challenge comes up or another need comes up, and we remember God's faithfulness. Yes, He's the God faithful. that was faithful to you when when there when. When you were singing, I've got the whole world in his in my hand. He's got the whole world in his hands. Learning about music, learning about business, learning about leadership, getting you ready for what's next. And little did you know uh, what was next. So you're there in this new space now on Short Street. And uh, how did it happen that you? Uh, the next step was to build your own facility. Yeah. Talk about that. Well, we we were there for six years, and another friend that I went to school with, and also went to, when I went to Westview Baptist Church. Uh, it came to me, uh, another businessman here in town, David Rowland, uh, owns uh, Rowland Advertising. You may know him. He said, Ron, you know, a few years ago I bought several pieces of property. And he said, I was praying. And he said, the Lord just ministered to me t- to let you have one of those at cost at whatever I paid for it. I let you in this church have it. And so we, we, we were so thrilled. It was like, because we were at the point where we had grown, outgrown that facility too. And you're there six years where you were. Our youth had grown to the point that we rented another piece of property from Joe to have for our youth. But, um, but then, so we picked out the property where we're located now. We bought it. And, uh, Dwight, it's just been, it was phenomenal. Our little, we had about 60 people that I'd say a core group. Good, there may have been once some Sundays it was 100, 150, but, there's probably 60 to 70 people that were a core group. Took your channel. Yeah, and they pledged, and we raised something like $100,000 for our building. And um, it was just amazing. It's just amazing how it all came together. But, Dwight, it didn't happen without just – it was step by step. God gave it to us as we could handle it. And once we – you know, uh, one of the things, too, that I meant to, wanted to say earlier, we, we, we met some missionaries when we were at Victory Christian Center in Monterey. That were missionaries to the to the Philippines, I think, no, to Jamaica, and they were in the poor part of Jamaica. But anyway, uh, when we first started our church, I got our first checkbook, our first check. You talking about in the living room? I'm not. No, we didn't have a checkbook. Then. Okay. <laughs> when, when we started leasing property, we I had to have checks. Okay. So, so we got we had a checkbook. Our first check, they reminded us they came and visited us, and I, and I can't remember if they showed us this check, but zero 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 one or whatever was a missions check to them. The first one the that first the ministry ever wrote, wrote was sowing seed into so, their ministry. Sowing into a missions. And, but Dwight, that's been our heart the whole time. It's, it, you know, whether it's business, whether it's ministry, whatever, education, whatever, the goal has to be to serve people. The goal, ha- the goal can't be for fame or, or glamour or glorification. It has to be 
that you're there to serve people. And, you know, Living Hope Church right now, I think last year, a couple of years, two or three years in a row here, we've given away over like almost 20% of our income. We're giving it away to people and missions and helping people, feeding the poor. And locally, locally, in the country and internationally. Yes. And, and you know, our goals, I'm, I want to expand that. I want to do more than that. But, but you know, we we got that property, Dwight, when we bought that property, where we are now, it's 10 acres right there by Bell Acres Golf Course right in the middle of town. From the six months to the day that they broke ground, we were in that building. Wow. And had a certificate of occupancy from the city. Now, uh, we worked, but, you know, we had to work. It wasn't like it just all, I was the, I, I was the general contractor. Uh, 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 Bob Vick, another blessing man here in town, helped us with all the permits and the drawings, the plans and all that, got all that together. And uh, it's just amazing as you look back at the people, it's not just been one person, it's how God has used people. And our church family, what a great group of people. We're so blessed and have been blessed for years and years and years with people that are willing to serve and work and help. But, uh, you know, that journey, Dwight, of, of purchasing that property that was a big. That was another huge step. Uh, that was another um, step that we, Beth and I, decided to take that ourselves. And we didn't, you know, get ten or fifteen people to sign a note. We just didn't feel comfortable with that. We didn't want people to be burdened and fear fearing that someone wasn't going to pay a payment or something. So we did that ourselves. And uh, and it's amazing how God, all through these years, and you know, I think this past year, even with all the COVID stuff going on and church not being able to meet we were able to pay off that property and it's debt free now and and uh, we've got missions going around the world we f- have a food pantry that th- at last year fed over 4000 looks like this year it's going to be probably over 5000 people have gone through there to be fed we have a mothers day out program a bible school uh, you know sunday afternoon we have a, a bible a 9 month bible school that people can come to that if they want to dig deeper into the word um Great youth ministry, children's ministry, missions program. I mean, it's just amazing as I look back at our congregation have been so faithful to what to give and so faithful to to uh, just stay with the Word of God, even though things maybe we had trials and tests, or just stay with the Word of God, or stayed with the vision that we had, and and uh, not that it's always been easy, but we're but God has gotten us through it. He's so faithful. And we've talked about the excitement of the journey. Uh, I keep getting back to this. I'm trying to envision that you stand there in the Church of Michigan singing, he's got the whole world in his hand. <laughs> Started there and all the way from from uh, coming to the Lord at 21. And, you know, what? we've got about a minute left. What, what What's the biggest takeaway for you? I mean, what, what would you, what, what's very, the biggest lesson you learned? Very, as far? very simple, Dwight. God is good. Yeah. God's good. And, um, uh, People try to put a lot of tags on God that he allows things and hurts people, and and that hurts my heart because once you know his goodness and how he's trying to work with all of us to give us the best life now, um, it, it that's the biggest takeaway is be faithful and God is good. Just be faithful and God is good. Yeah, <laughs> and no matter what, and, and we didn't talk about 
We can spend another three or four programs talking about the challenges, things that have come up yeah. with families, with just heading up a ministry like you do. But whatever they were or whatever there is out there, the same God that brought you to it, whatever the most difficult time in their life has been, here we are. Yep. We're sitting in this radio right. show talking That's about right. it. The ministry goes on. Yep. And the same God that brought us to this point, he's faithful to faithful to take us all the way through to the end. Amen. Pastor Ron, this has been great. Oh, it has. Thank you so much for inviting me to I the chat. I appreciate your being here, and uh, maybe sometime down the road we can do it again. All right. Hey, thank you so much. We appreciate your joining us, and we invite you to join us next time right here on Stonecom 94.1 for the chat.